0: Did you know that the founder of McDonald's wasn't actually the founder of McDonald's?
1: Did you know that McDonald's sells more than 75 hamburgers per second across the world? Did you
0: also know that McDonald's has a kosher-only restaurant in Israel and Argentina?
1: And McDonald's is the fourth largest employer in the world. Tune in to know more. Hello
0: everybody,
1: I'm Savan. Hi everybody, my name is Ronnie and welcome to another episode of Surface Scratchers. The show where we try to get smarter by doing a little bit of shoddy research on some topics and in the process as collateral damage, maybe you learn a bit (laughs) as well. On today's episode, we're looking at McDonald's, uh, but we've also got about four episodes out on your favorite podcast app. Do give us a listen if you haven't already. (music)
0: Uh, so Ron, how do you want to do this episode? Yeah, with McDonald's. Uh,
1: wh- why do we look at the the origins of McDonald's and how they took over the world? What they're doing in India, perhaps. And like you mentioned, there are a few controversies that McDonald's has gotten into as well. Maybe that's that's cool. that's, that's a good way to start. So that's a good
0: way to start. So maybe I'll take the origin story and we can take it from there. Sure. Okay, so McDonald's. Okay, McDonald's actually was started uh, by this American of Irish origin called Patrick McDonald. Uh, somewhere in New Hampshire, uh, he moved later, his, his sons actually, you know, they went by the name of Maurice or Mac McDonald uh, and and uh, Richard or Dick McDonald. They moved to California to work in Hollywood as spot boys or something and then fairly impoverished beginnings. Their father, like I said, Patrick McDonald's, had a barbecue stand where they sold hot dogs and burgers and, and and many other stuff associated with barbecue stands these two really took the business forward okay and in 1947 at that time Ron in america uh, diners like mom and pop diners and uh, drive in diners was a big rich okay so mcdonalds mm-hmm. also started off as one of these drive in diners where uh, waitresses would come in skates rollerblades to serve you food okay all right what dick and mac mcdonalds saw and they were very visionary at the time okay in the sense that they wanted to give the best experience a lot of these american companies are built on customer experience whether it's amazon starbucks or even mcdonalds they really wanted to give the best experience to their diners okay and they wanted to cut this time so all these rollerblade Rollerblade waitresses who would come and serve would take a lot of time. So, they really wanted to adopt the concept of speedy service. Right. Okay, it wasn't their own concept. They kind of borrowed it from White Castle, the story goes. Uh, but in 1947, they really set up the first McDonald's in San Bernardino. Okay?
1: Mm-hmm. Contrary
0: to how all the walk in, di- so all the rollerblade drive in diners were. This they made it into a walk in diner, okay, where people park their car, walk in, and they would assure you from giving the order to getting your burger back, they would assure you that you'll get the order in 30 seconds,
1: okay. Oh, wow. What
0: they did to do that, no, they were like they were almost had engineer brains, so it for the first time, restaurants had proper assembly lines. Like right from where the burgers are getting flipped to where the buns are getting heated to putting the ketchup and mustard, uh, an onion and pickle, everything was in a very sharp assembly line. And
1: mm-hmm. this is
0: something they mastered. Okay, so but they uh, didn't
1: invent this. This came from White Castle, the restaurant. That's White what Castle? the story goes. Yeah, yeah. They kind.
0: Okay. I mean, there were restaurants with assembly lines, but really, fast food as a concept for burgers. White Castle already had done it a few decades before they had. But they came and just took it to the next level, yeah? So it it was walk-in and and people really loved their burgers in San Bonito and they were minting a lot of money, okay? Uh, So uh, both Mac and Dick, uh, they were the ones who invented or, you know, opened this restaurant. Uh, But, you know, fast forward to 1954. And by the way, full disclosure, disclaimer, my research for this episode is literally watching the founder. Okay. <laughs> so Raymond Kroc, this American of Slavic uh, origins, uh, and he was a complete hustler. He's worked at, in in uh, you know radio stations, he's worked as a salesman. In 1954, he was a milkshake maker salesman. Okay, mm-hmm. where he would go, he would actually drive in his car cross country from uh, LA to New York, going to small diners like this, trying to sell a machine which makes milkshakes. Okay, uh, not not didn't have the best of success. Okay, one day uh, his office gets a call saying that you've got an order for eight milkshake machines, and this guy's thinking eight milkshake machines means this some restaurant must be doing really well. Eventually, finds out that this is the McDonald's restaurant in San Bernardino in California. Right. And by then, uh, uh, Mac and Dick had done something very smart. Okay, they uh, A lot of diners all over America you know, used to pride over the fact of a really wide menu. These guys rationalized this because they saw that 80% of the businesses are coming only from cheeseburgers, hamburgers, milkshakes and fries. So he comes to meet them and he's really impressed with how these two brothers have set up this assembly line. He's not seen efficiency like this. And he sees something in those brothers and, and convinces them that, guys... You really need to take this nationally. Okay, Dick and Mac, although a visionary and really intelligent, uh, they weren't as ambitious as this random salesman who's come up to them. Okay, and they say that, "Nay, we are happy with what we want. We don't want to expand it to the world or to the to, within America because we're scared that the quality and the uniformity of service or standardization will kind of die down. So we don't want to do this." But Raymond Krog, the hustler that he is, really convinces them and says, hey, bhai, let's start a franchisee. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of the expansion. You will get you know, 0.5% of, of all the earnings. Don't worry about that. And I will ensure that the uniformity and standardization and the quality that McDonald's really uh, invokes, that will be consistent throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Uh Eventually, they do sign a contract where the brothers were very skeptical. So, they ensured that every change made to every single restaurant in the country, they have a say over it. Which kind of irked Raymond Kroc because you know, he's trying to help them expand the business. And on the other side, the brothers are kind of, you know, uh, not let, not letting their guard down and ensuring that everything goes through them. Right. Uh, he got a fair bit of success, did Raymond Croc? He first went to Des play Illinois, opened up his, his first franchise... What he really cracked was, and this came over a time. Initially, he looked at very rich investors, mm-hmm. but the rich investors were not really able to, you know, put their heart and soul into a restaurant business because it will never earn them that much money. So he cracked the code and really went after the American middle class. And back in the 1950s, the American middle class were first generation immigrants who were really, really hardworking, right? So he cracked that code. And the recruitment of the right middle-class businessmen was the success, the, the key to success in the
1: 1950s. So they Sorry, were acquiring correct. land all, all over the place. Yeah, uh, purchasing they were acquiring it.
0: land all, all over the place, purchasing it, and the franchisees were paying them rent. What this and also in addition,
1: it? in addition to the rent, they're also getting the commission or the royalty. Yeah, yeah and thus small his commission, and thus his revenues have gone up. But of course, he's probably had to take on some debt or whatever to purchase the land in the first place.
0: That's correct. And what it also allowed Raymond Crocron is it allowed him to open new restaurants without the brothers' approval because it was a separate incorporated company called Franchise Realty. Right. Ooh. So This really upset the brothers and, and, and it also embodied Ray. Uh, you know, and he increasingly defied them by circumventing their authority. Uh, pro, you know, and he like, I'll give you an example, which is very well, uh, you know, showcased in the movie he really wanted to cut down the cost milkshakes were taking a lot of their cost so he had this idea that he was given to by this woman called joan who he eventually married that forget milkshake just take this powdered milkshake mix it with water uh, and you get the same taste and it cuts your cost costs of you know uh, the cold storage of the milkshake mm-hmm. by more than half initially the brothers rejected this offer you know outrightly saying that this milkshake has to have the real american love in it with real milk and real vanilla flavor. How can you just replace it with powder and water? Yeah. So, uh, but eventually, Raymond Kroc pretty much did his own thing. Didn't give a damn what the brothers thought and <laughs> introduced this powdered milkshake. So, kind of screwed the brothers over. Okay. He also renamed his company, the McDonald's Corporation, and demanded to be released from his contract. So, he wanted to buy the brothers out, basically. What he does is, uh, he gives them a blank check, saying that, by you guys... I, I want to buy you out, you put a tag to it. Okay, whatever you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll also align a 1% royalty for in perpetuity. So till as long as McDonald's exists. So brothers, which are like in those days, take okay, care, can't do anything. This guy's as it is muscling us out. Might as well make some money. So the brothers agreed to a 2.7 million lump sum, which in today's day is just 26 million. Right. Uh, of their original and they also get the own, ownership of the original restaurant in San Bernardino and a 1% annual royalty. You know what happened, Ron? Eventually, this 1% royalty also was just <laughs> masqueraded with a handshake. They never got the royalty. That would have at least given them 100 millions by now. But unfortunately, Raymond Kroc was too conniving and just muscled them out. Uh, so much so that, you know, the original McDonald's also in San Bernardino, he brought it down and he built a new one McDonald's right opposite that. Those poor brothers or the original restaurant couldn't even keep the name McDonald's. Uh, So they had to replace it by McDonald's burgers or something like that. Ouch.
1: And apart from the movie, The Founder, another way to quickly, in in a much shorter way to, you know, look at the history of McDonald's is to listen to Mark Knopfler's song, Boom Like That. Uh, It's basically how the entire thing that you narrated right now uh, Ray Kroc screwing the McDonald brothers over and there are a few very very good lines I think attributed to Ray, uh, Ray Kroc that okay. uh, Mark Knopfler sings in that my, my favorite is it's a dog eat dog rat eat rat world <laughs> and uh, another one if he's basically talking about how what he would do if, if his competition were drowning so they are gonna drown put a hose in their mouth
0: Oh, God.
1: To make it quicker for them. And then, you know, I think that that kind of alludes to what uh, uh, he did by, with opening another McDonald's franchise bang opposite the original McDonald's. So we've now looked at, you know, the founding story of McDonald's. But we know today that McDonald's is no longer an American brand. It's present across the world. So this journey started off with Baby Steps in uh, 1967 when they first opened their international pehla Wala branch in Canada and slowly, you know, they crossed the 10,000 mark in the 80s and now have about 39,38,000 38000 restaurants in more wow. than 100 countries across the world. The quickest period of growth, I think, came in the 90s. Every five hours, there was a McDonald's franchise being opened somewhere in the world. A few, wow. uh, a few, you know, notable uh, locations. Uh, it took 14 years for McDonald's to op- uh, to start a franchise in Moscow. And that finally Why happened that? in... nine. I think negotiations, you know, the Cold War was at its peak at that time. And 14 years is what it took. 1990 is when it uh, first opened their oh, okay. franchise. And yeah, that kind of overlaps with the fall of the Soviet Union. There's a McDonald's in Guantanamo Bay in Cuba but open only to American soldiers. They've had a bit of trouble opening restaurants in a few places. I think uh, notably in France, this was definitely not the first one but you know, um, an under construction McDonald's was bombed by a uh, not bombed, sorry destroyed by a farmer and some protesters because it was thought to be bad food. Uh, the nation of Bermuda, when they heard that McDonald's could possibly be making an entry, passed a law that, uh, you know, banned all fast food restaurants from entering the island. So
0: it's not so Even a- the fast food disappeared there.
1: I know, I know. So it wasn't always an easy journey. But like you said, they've done an excellent job in um, making sure that their menu items reflect the local culture and cuisine. Uh, Japan, like you said, has like... Uh, a crazy bunch of items that you know would possibly you know make sense only in Japan and nowhere else across the world. They have green tea, ice cream, rice burgers, seaweed shakes, teriyaki burgers, shrimp burgers, shrimp, burgers, shrimp nuggets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, Morocco as well has uh, pita bread and sandwiches. And for Ramadan, they have a special meal with milk dates. Uh, Big Mac and traditional Moroccan soup. Egypt has the McFalafel, uh, and what I liked uh, about McDonald's in China apparently, the Chinese like chicken thigh meat more than chicken breast meat. Boneless chicken, at least uh, that they use in China, has more has only chicken thigh meat and not the chicken breast meat. Oh, and 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 you were speaking about the kosher bit as well earlier on in the yeah. episode correct so italy uh, sorry israel and argentina have entirely kosher uh, menus that mcdonalds have and apparently i don't know why i, I don't know if this fits is is because of the kosher rules the patties are barbecued on charcoal it's not fried oh and I, I looked okay. up kosher, kosher law a little bit. It has t- I, The only thing that I could tell was that the dishes that you use for frying meat have to be specially maintained and things like that. Anyway, so that's McDonald's but and they, how... They really
0: crack that, don't they? So they? I'm pretty sure they do a lot of research before uh, entering into a market and, and, and uh, really adapting their menu. But even in India, the way they crack the menu... It's phenomenal, and one of the reasons why they expanded so much, right? And and in a ma- in a market where you're competing with street food largely, they really reposition themselves as family restaurants. So in India, right. no one really goes and picks up a McDonald's and goes and sits and eats in the car. They go with their families, and they go mm-hmm. for drug good parties. food at affordable prices. <laughs> Kitty parties maybe, but look at the menu, right? Aloo tikki, mixed spicy paneer, mixed spicy chicken. Uh, Piri Piri Fries, Pizza McPuff. All of these are Indian things that you don't get in any other McDonald's around the world. So, yeah. Credit to McDonald's for cracking the local codes.
1: I know. I know. The, the vegetarian thing is 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 definitely the reason, one of the reasons for their success and one of the reasons why I don't like them too much also. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell, tell us more. Tell us, tell me and the listeners more about McDonald's in India, Savant. <laughs>
0: So McDonald's in India came in 1995. Uh, They first set it up in Delhi, followed by Bombay. And they always, all these fast food American joints always end up coming to Bangalore first for some reason. Uh, So so whether it's Taco Bell, I think the first Taco Bell was in Bangalore as was the first Starbucks, if I'm not wrong. Maybe, but yeah. So the first McDonald's was in Delhi. They entered India in a joint venture with uh, CRPL. Uh, or CPRL, Cannot Plaza Restaurant Limited, uh, mm-hmm. owned by Vikram Bakshi. So uh, they really cracked, like I said, the cultural correctness of India. More so because of the affordability. So they, what really made them acquire shoppers is their aloo tikki burger, which was under 20 rupees. And the 7 rupees mix of tea. Nowhere were you getting that quality ice cream in 7 rupees.
1: Uh, hey, but I just remembered, get, so sorry... Uh, that uh, uh, at least back in the day in Bangalore, MTR had softy machines and you'd get very, very good ice creams, uh, not just... For 7 tea, rupees? For 5 rupees. This was in 2001, 2002. 5 rupees. Not, not not only the were the ice creams very good, the cone itself was very nice as well.
0: Anyway. So, yeah. So, in 2014, what happened is... So, in, in, in India, McDonald's... Uh, operates as two regions north and east and south and west so north and east is a jv with uh through this franchising model only with uh Vikram Bakshi's crpl and, and someone else in south and east so they got into a massive legal battle with Vikram Bakshi where uh <laughs> very common to indian businesses Vikram Bakshi wasn't paying on time or something <laughs> like that and defaulted on his payments uh and uh, uh The the legal battle ended in a conclusion where they shut down, I think, some 48 or 50 McDonald's restaurants in Delhi for uh, a couple of months. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think now that thing is solved and, and McDonald's is up and running again. So it hasn't been without controversy. The other controversy, like I said, was the whole spark around French fries being made in beef lard. So it's been a tough journey. And tougher so now because some of the other American fast food joints have kind of uh, throttled McDonald's in a way. So KFC apparently is 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 bigger in India than McDonald's. And you wonder how they cracked it with a primarily non-vegetarian menu,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? But KFC seems to have really cracked it. And, and genuinely in tier two, tier three cities, the kind of traffic that KFC sees McDonald's is is incomparable. Of course, what I'm saying is anecdotal basis, my observation of you know it's the same old Lucknow, Kanpur stories. <laughs> but uh, you, you really see KFC doing much much better. But yeah, coming back to cracking India, one thing that they did in India on is uh, separate kitchens for vegetarian and non-vegetarian, separate aprons also, red and green. Right. So, so I think yeah, that was another innovative thing, and 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 India. The, the Delhi McDonald's was their first beefless McDonald's in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Indian McDonald's will never have beef or pork or, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but yeah, it was the so first might in have the been, world. There might have been porkless McDonald's around the world. Yeah, in... of course,
0: because a lot of these hal- uh, in, in Islamic countries, all McDonald's are halal certified, so uh, it is porkless for sure. All
1: and, right. that, and that's
0: what they do really well, yeah.
1: Right, and on the note of KFC versus McDonald's, There's one aspect where I feel that McDonald's was better at least back in the day. So uh, when you go out, you know, to watch a movie or something with uh, friends, parents would give you like 100 bucks for khana, pina and all of that. And you could go into McDonald's. And the good thing about the prices that were on display in McDonald's were inclusive of taxes. So you could get, uh, say, a McSpicy burger or McChicken for 80 rupees and say a coke float or something. And that's why they
0: would randomly cost 83 rupees or something like that. Uh
1: So if it said 80 rupees and then say 20 rupees for a coke float, you'd know that, okay, 100 rupees is all you need to pay this guy. (laughs) Similarly, you could go into uh, KFC and you'd see 80 rupees ka burger and 20 rupees ka coke. They'd add tax on top of it and give you a bill of 123 or something like that. And then you're like, okay, (laughs) had to pay 23 bucks extra because KFC did not display their prices inclusive of taxes. Oh, wow. Interesting.
0: So interesting. So yeah, that was McDonald's in India.
1: All right. So we'll move on to uh, the next segment where we look at a few stats and figures of McDonald's. So we discussed uh, early on in the episode that McDonald's has about 39,096 last I checked. At 39,000, would they be the the biggest in the world, so that's that's my question. So, 39,000 restaurants or franchises across the world, most of them are in the USA. Number two is Japan, number three is China. McDonald's oh, is, is Japan. Wow, yes, yes. okay. So, with 39,000, whatever, uh, McDonald's is the second largest fast food chain restaurant. Can you give me what number one is? Because KFC and Pizza Hut and Domino's and Burger King all feature in the top uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. But number one's like when I saw it, I was quite stunned.
0: Is that a trick question? Like, is it American?
1: It is American. You've eaten there. It it's possibly older in India than McDonald's is. Again, known for veg versus non-veg separate sections.
0: Ah, Subway.
1: Subway has forty one thousand six hundred plus. Outlets across oh. the world. Subway is number one. McDonald's is number two. Starbucks is number three. KFC four. Pizza Hut five. Burger King six.
0: Damn, they're uh, all American, man.
1: The top 10 are all American. I think Costa is- Coffee is British and it features in the top 15. So, uh, in terms of employees, now this, this I had, you know, conflicting results when I checked up... Uh, McDonald's employees because I think there are employees that are on contract and work in the in the restaurants and then there are employees of McDonald's who work in say finance and HR and things like that. But yeah. if you look at all of those combined, like we mentioned at the start of the episode, McDonald's is number four with 1.7 or 1.9 million employees mm. Any guesses as to the top three two of these are government agencies. Indian Army. Indian Army is number 10 with 1.3 million employees. Chinese
0: Li- People Liberation Army.
1: Of is number 2 with 2.3 million employees.
0: Walmart, definitely. Most definitely.
1: Walmart is number 3 ahead of McDonald's with 2.1. Number 1 is the American Department of Defense with ah, okay. 3.2 million uh, employees. So, USA, China, armies one and two, Walmart, McDonald's, uh, three and four, China Petrol corporation. No, Indian Railways is ninth. Uh, Indian Army is tenth. Right. Uh, a few other, you know, not McDonald's related stats, but everyone's heard of, say, for example, the Big Mac Index. So this was a uh, measure that was put out in the 80s by The Economist magazine to compare purchasing power parity in terms of a good that could be purchased so the the most expensive places or countries to buy Big Macs are Switzerland Sweden, oh. Norway USA, Israel and Canada Israel is probably a, a you surprise, know, a surprise yeah. over there but Nordic uh, Switzerland U.S., Canada, not at all too much of a surprise. I, I don't know. I don't know where India features, but the cheapest is Lebanon. So we've got in, to be
0: the cheapest man because a we don't have a Big Mac. It's a Maharaja Mac.
1: It's a Maharaja Mac, but uh, so wait, Switzerland's Big Mac costs seven dollars thirty cents. Big Mac. I don't know. Mac? I don't know. So this yeah, yeah. this is this is as of twelfth January twenty twenty one. I don't know why India doesn't feature here. Okay, so there's another way to look at the Big Mac index. One is the absolute terms of, you know, the dollar value. Another way to look at is how long would you have to work at the average wage to earn a Big Mac? The fastest you can earn a Big Mac is in Hong Kong. And surprisingly, all countries over here are, you know, your top countries only. Uh, Hong Kong, Luxembourg, uh, Tokyo, Zurich, Miami in the USA and Geneva in Switzerland. So Switzerland, not only are you paying quite a bit, you're also earning at you know the average wage. It seems like a nice place to be then in Switzerland. You're
0: yeah. making a lot
1: of money and you're spending quite a lot spending of money. Spending a lot of money. The slowest, the most you would have to work would be in Kenya, about three hours to earn a Big Mac. In Hong Kong, it's eight and a half minutes. Kenya, three hours at the average wage. Super uh, interesting.
0: That McDonald's has the uh, the ability or, or the the sheer presence globally that that you know even concepts like that Big Mac Index can come into the fray, like
1: yeah. But I, but very now few I think, companies
0: would have equalizing
1: indices like that. Absolutely. So, but uh, uh, the criticism that people offer against the Big Mac Index is you know a lot of the cost of the items in this will on uh, depend on supply chains where the meat is sourced from, where vegetables are sourced from, etc. So if a bulk of it is within the country, then it will be cheaper. If a lot of it is uh, imported, it might tend to be more expensive.
0: Got it. Yeah. So not only really representative or reflective of
1: uh-huh. people. Right. But, but now I think The Economist also has a Starbucks, you know, some drink in Starbucks index as well, which has lesser, say, you know, ingredients as far as import, etc. is concerned. Right. Another interesting uh, fact that I read on McDonald's Wikipedia article, this uh, economist guy, I think uh, economist only, called Thomas Friedman propositioned in 1999 that no two countries that have a McDonald's franchise within their borders have ever gone to war after, you know, the McDonald's opened. Which is essentially correlation, not causation. No one's saying that you know McDonald's yeah. stops countries from going to war, but uh, it it would have been super if it, this had proven to be true. Is it true? No, but let's, since let's take the
0: case. Is there a McDonald's in
1: Azerbaijan and Armenia? <laughs> so wait. So there is a um, the India Pakistan Kargil war happened. I think after uh, yeah. uh, this one, so I, I, that it it went to it went out of the window there since then israel and lebanon have gone to war uh, russia and georgia have gone to war russia and ukraine have gone to war and the uh, i don't know if there is a mcdonalds in uh, armenia but azerbaijan's mcdonalds office uh, endorsed you know their military actions in annexing nagorno karabakh or whatever and that led wow. to a huge controversy so they tweeted or you know Put an Instagram post or something like that.
0: Let's move on to how infamous McDonald's can get with all the controversies they're leading in. None more so than 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 McDonald's sponsoring a lot of sports competitions. I think the FIFA World Cup was was the official sponsor was McDonald's.
1: Ooh yes, uh, yes,
0: yeah. If I'm not wrong, Ron do you have some on controversies?
1: I have. I have one or two but uh, not so—not uh, really a controversy but the softy machine the ice cream machine most times you go to a McDonald's you'll hear that you know it's not working it's under maintenance or things like that and it's apparently very this is a very big thing across the world maybe not in India so much but uh, the McFlurry which is the ice cream is very rarely available in McDonald's the controversy or the reason behind it is this machine is a pretty uh, not a very good machine apparently it takes a lot of maintenance and cleaning and all of that and you can't use it 24/7 uh, so you have to clean it oh. maybe once or twice a day and instead of you know having to clean it sometime during say peak uh, lunch rush or whatever they just say it's broken and then <laughs> refuse uh, service is what uh, i've read on reddit uh, not don't really know you know if this is all all absolutely true.
0: I think and, McDonald's has got a lot of stick uh, for generally marketing to kids. I think mm-hmm. the concept of Ronald McDonald's also was to attract kids. I think that's a controversy that they are consistently employed in. So right now, if you see a lot of their messaging has changed, it's more targeted to family eating. Even their Indian ads will seldom feature... Ronald McDonald right in the center as much as it will feature I'm loving it and families chilling and eating and mm-hmm. the prices of the burgers. So I think that's also one controversy that they consistently embroiled in.
1: Right. And uh, uh, this this childhood obesity and all of that is a huge problem apparently in the yeah. USA. Uh, the city of San Francisco, you know, said that uh, if if your meals don't hit certain nutritional qualifiers in terms of Uh. amount of vegetables or fruits or whatever, you cannot provide freebies in your Happy Meals or whatever. So toys could not be given apparently in their Mm. Happy Meals because Happy Meals originally did not meet the standards set out by the city of San Francisco. And what McDonald's did to (laughs) sidestep this is that they started charging for the toy, you know, measly 10 cents. So kids still got their toy and the cost of the Happy Meal went up by uh, 10 cents one-sixth, one that is about $3 billion in revenue of McDonald's comes only from the Happy Meals.
0: So clearly like one-sixth of the revenue comes from kids.
1: Correct. Correct. Uh,
0: in China, they, uh, they, they, they got into this one controversy where they had to apologize publicly for the footage. There was this footage showing a notice that was being displayed in their restaurants uh, saying that black people are not allowed to enter. Imagine Ooh. in a McDonald's with a big sign like that, I think. They eventually apologized for it,
1: and and, yeah, that was another controversy. Ouch. so? Apart from that, you know, everyone knows that uh, there have been strikes, etc., by workers at McDonald's because uh, of low wages, uh, unsanitary and unhygienic working conditions, etc. And there is a word called the muck job, M C J O B, that's been added into the Merriam-Webster's dictionary in 2003 the definition of the Mac job is a low-paying job that requires little skill and provides little opportunity for advancement oh damn neatly sums up i think mcdonald's uh, uh, job-related controversies etc
0: cool so that brings us to the end of the episode Uh, I hope you guys learned a little bit about McDonald's, the origin and the cool statistics that we just volleyed at you. Uh, A lot more to come in episodes, uh, you know, coming on from from next week onwards. If you guys do have any recommendations, do try and reach out to either of us on social media or through your friends who know us. uh, And we will try to concoct something up for you guys. So until next
1: week. Sorry, sorry. There is an email ID that you can get in touch with. We have an email ID. (laughs) We have an email ID. Yay. (laughs) so in case in case you don't uh, know us personally and can't get in touch with us directly do drop a note at surface at gmail.com and standard disclaimer this episode was in no part supported funded or uh, sponsored by mcdonald's this was an independent effort to uh, if anything
0: they'll sue us dude for all the shit we've spoken about them through obesity and this and that
1: (laughs) let's hope not but anyway thanks again for listening dear listeners Tune in next next week for another episode of Surface Scratches on your favorite podcast app. Thank you.
0: Keep, Keep listening. Bye.